then. Welcome to the first ever Wolverhampton 200s Football Fancast, brought to you by footballfancast.com. Um, this is a show by fans for fans, so if you've got any opinions and you want us to put across for the next few weeks or whenever, go to the website footballfancast.com. Usually on the show, we'll have our panellists, Adam Thompson Hello. and Vinnie Banks. Hello. So let's um, start the show as we always will do for the next few weeks, um, talking about the games. Midweek, um, Southampton against Wolves, we haven't beaten them for 20 years at St Mary's, and once again, it was a nil-nil draw. But it wasn't that much of a bad performance midweek. What do we guys think? Good results. Uh, it's always hard going down there, especially on a Tuesday night. I think nil-nil draws, you can take some out of it, positive. Didn't concede a goal. Obviously, we'd have liked to have won, but I think nil-nil, good result. I was quite disappointed. I, I, I think in, you know, when we look back at look back on Southampton, could say that's a good good point, but... Should we be going to Southampton and say we can do these? And we were quite content with the point, and I was like, well, no, let's let's go for it. Let's see if we can beat these. I mean, Southampton are now no one special. No, exactly. Uh, Shepherd Wednesday beating five 0 this week, didn't we? Exactly. I mean, we should surely be going to teams like Southampton now with the team we've got and be looking for the three points. Expecting. Three That's points. exactly it. Yeah. Mm. But in reflection, nil-nil draw still isn't a bad result, but we still need to break that deadlock of 20 years. It's a bit of a long period not to beat a side. Especially Southampton as well. I mean, fair enough, they were in a different division to us. Mm. But there's been, a several, there's been plenty of opportunities we could have beat them. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think still. From, it's a long season, championship season is. It is, yeah. 46 games, a lot of injuries, and to go down there, I think it's, it's not a bad result. You'd have, you'd have taken a point before the game. I think McCarthy would have been happy with one point before the game, if he'd have said. Yeah. Um, it wasn't that much of a, a bad performance compared to last week's against Bristol City, which actually leads us on to our next match against Barnsley. A 1-0 victory, but still a lot of people said it was the same performances as in Barnsley, as in Bristol City, sorry, the week beforehand. I mean, what went wrong again for Wolves? What do you think? What do you guys think again? It's goal scoring, isn't it? It's, you know... We're it not, is. We're not conceding goals, which is good. It's good to see. Obviously, we lost 3-0 against Ipswich. And we lost, well, 3-1 against Sheffield United. But we're not conceding goals, that many goals at home. I mean, if you look at our home record, I think we've only conceded eight goals, maybe six goals at home all season. I'm not sure. It's not bad. And, you know, 1-0 win, it's still three points. And like I said before, it's a long season. We keep grinding out victories. Well, yeah. It's what Mick McCarthy's team's all about. It is. Scott it is. Results. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's, it's proving to be the case again this year. Well, I'd rather take the one nilers rather than the one-ones we had with Glenoddle. Mm. I mean, Absolutely. that was yeah. a miserable, miserable time. But Neil Collins, is, you know, he's scored again, hasn't he? And um, I'm a big fan of him. Like, he, he, played his, was it, he played his debut last year against Aberdeen, wasn't he, in the Cup? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah and although we lost 3-0 that day. I I'm not sure. I think he had a bad game, he was all right, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with Neil Collins. And obviously he's got goals in him, so it's, it's mm. good. We can't score up front, so it's <laughs> exactly. Because he was a bit unfortunate not to get a hat-trick on, the, on Saturday, was he? Because I think he was a bit unfortunate as well with um, one of the corners we had shortly after Collins' goal, where Eastwood hit the bar and Collins hit the bar straight after. Yeah. Which shows that we have got other players potentially who can get the, wall, the goals in the back of the net. But um, once again, it was a, a good first-half performance and a, a worse second-half performance. What do you think Wolves are lacking at the moment at home especially because we've got the fans behind everyone of course but especially with um, I think if everyone was the Norwich game where we especially with pace and speed through the middle we absolutely demolished them we've seemed to have, have lost that now 
I mean, what do people think it's we've just, lost? It's just killing teams off, isn't it? Mm. It's like, you know, we're creating chances, but we've just got to put them to bed. I mean, we could have we could have scored three or four again on Saturday. And if you do that, it's game over. Exactly. It's like the year we went up, it all came together. One game against Gillingham. Oh, yeah. Remember? Five minutes at half time, it was. It was, yeah. We only scored one in the second half, but we took our chances first half, and that's what we've got to do now. Like I say, I, I think that a team's going to come down tomorrow and it's all going to click into place. It is. We've got the firepower. We've got Eastwood and Bothwood. I mean, Eastwood's proven in the last few years that he's a good championship goal scorer. Bothwood's got undoubted quality. And we've got goals all in the midfield. I mean, Oliver Niana scores goals. Kite scores goals. And they're coming from the back of it. I think, you know, sometime in the near future, it's going to it's gonna just fall into place. But it's got to be consistent, hasn't it? It, it has, not It does seem to be inconsistent at the moment. I mean, that performance against Norwich, I mean, it come after... It was that performance against Norwich, in my opinion, was the best performance I've seen for Wolves under McCarthy. It coincides, you know, it's a game after the worst performance we had I've seen under McCarthy against um, Hull City, and it was chalk and cheese. I mean, Oliver Yarna was a joke in one game, but Neilvo was fantastic, and he's, you know, from from what I hear, he wasn't he wasn't at his best on Saturday either. But I've heard in the other game, it, it was it was brilliant and. Maybe that's what we need, is a bit of, you know, um, consistency, a bit more performance from the lads and just, maybe we can just take, take you know, take this league, let's go for it. Let's take it to one, you know, take it to a, the next level basically, like just killing teams off again, just, like teams like Watford and Albion, when they play well, they win 3-4-0, don't they? It's hmm. exactly what we're not doing. Win, yeah, just blowing out these 1-0 wins. I mean, oh, sorry, carry on. No, uh, so to talk about the consistency, as you said, with Oliver Joyner, the only consistent player at the moment seems to be Kitely. At the moment, that's something really. Do you think Kitely as well? If we don't go up as well this season, he could be off to better shores in the Premier League. It depends. I, I think it depends how he does with England in the twenty ones. Because obviously he's been called up again. Yeah. For the next few games for them, he's in the squad, so he's a good player. But I don't think he will leave if we don't go up. I think Fowley's been the most consistent, and that's what Mick McCarthy again has mm. said. He said uh, Fowley will consistently get seven out of ten, exactly like Dennis Irwin. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. and you know, and from what I hear, he's getting some fantastic reviews, and you know how he's playing. I've seen it, I've seen him play a few times this season. He does look a really good, really good right back, almost like Gary Devil. Doesn't put a foot wrong, gets forward, and I like what I'm seeing from him. And he scores goals. He does. There was a big article on him in the in this week's program. Yeah, yeah, it's a big three-page spread on him, so he's doing really well. I'm, I'm glad he's doing well. Yeah, it's one of the um, Irish connections from Wolves, and there's a lot more <laughs> in the squad, isn't there? There's I know, yeah. Of, yeah, there's a lot of players. I watched, I watched the Norwich game with um, a couple of um, Irish people, and there was name the Irish people. I was like, well, I'll make it easy for you. Them three aren't. <laughs> yeah. Um, talking about um, people like Oliver Jones, then, um, do we think we should? be giving opportunities to more of the reserve sides if players aren't being consistent. I mean, some people have said that Rosa should maybe try and get a place in the team if other players aren't performing well. I mean, that was Colin McCarthy's thing. If someone didn't play well, they'd be off the team yeah. and someone new would be in it. Do you think that maybe now that's the time to get some of these consistent players out of the squad, get some new people in and maybe pick up the results again? Well, Dennis Rosa, I mean, from what I see, every reserve game, he seems to be getting really good reviews. Scored, I think he scored nine goals this season in the reserves, a hat trick as well. And I'm thinking, oh, let's have a go, you know, have a look. But is he going to fit in this system? Do we want to chop and change it? We're fifth in the table. Do we want to be saying, oh, let's chop and change it? 
find ourselves drop a few positions and we're like, well, why did we, you know, if it ain't, if it ain't broke, why fix it? We could always push him onto the bench, couldn't we? You know, mm, it should, it could be a good backup as well to be on the bench. Yeah. You know, I don't, you don't want to drop him in the deep end too much, put him straight in the first team, but put him on the bench, I don't think it would do him too much harm. I mean, would you, would you prefer him over Potter on the bench? To me, I, I don't think it would make any difference. Yeah. I don't think it would, now. Well, they're actually saying, aren't they? They're trying to look into having possibly seven substitutions. Yeah, I know. Um, seven people name, on the bench. Naming seven, isn't it? Naming, naming seven, seven yeah. yeah. I mean, Alex Ferguson's been calling for that as well recently yeah, in the press. Yeah, and um, Tony Mowbray had it when he was up in Scotland and he said um enabled him to have you know younger players on the on the bench. thing is, though, if you're still going to name seven, it's it, if you're not going to bring them on, then you know, it's, it's a way. But it's the option, isn't it? Option, yeah, yeah, it's the option. You've always got the option, but... I think these younger lads are better off just staying in the reserves and going on loan. It is. I mean, yeah. Elliot Bennett, Elliot Bennett scored Elliot. scored the other night against mm. Port Vale, and um, he's just been cleared for FA Cup clearance, so yeah, he, has, yeah. he can be playing then. I know Keith Lowe's up at um, Port Vale, so he's got he's got to face Chase Town now. Who hopefully I'll be hopefully Chase Town <laughs> beat Port Vale. <laughs> Should be a good one, actually. Yeah. Um, let's look at Eastwood. Got called back into the side as well up front. Um, I mean, who? What are people's preferred striker partnerships as well? I mean, we, we mm. didn't see what we're getting the goals up front anyway. But there's got to be a front two that we've got to stick with eventually to get these goals. I mean, Eastwood costs one and a half million, so he should be really be getting played if he's going to cost that much money. Keo's kind of gone down the rankings now. He hasn't done that well. Elliot's going to probably remain on the bench yeah. for a while. So it's so as as on with Barnsley, it was um, Eastwood and Bothroyd. Is that your? Is that either of your? Preferred partnership, or who would you like to see up front? I think because I'm going to go back to the point again the championship season is a long, hard season. Like, we need three or four strikers, and obviously, you're going to pick up injuries. And I'm a big fan of Andy Keir, but he's only got one, he doesn't score enough goals. And as a striker, you, yeah. the, the main thing for a striker is to score goals. It's And if he's not doing it, then maybe McCarthy's right in putting him on the bench. But with Bothwood and Eastwood, we've got undoubted quality up front. I think we've got the best front line in the in the league we have I mean obviously Watford you've got Henderson and King but I think yeah. Eastwood and Bothroyd they're banged up really don't they well McCarthy said that Bothroyd's got the potential to be the best striker in the league and with Freddie Eastwood with Andy Keogh I mean Andy Keogh was getting fantastic you know he's getting a good rate of assists but I think if we could all remember a certain Omri Kamara how much how much um Patience we have with that lad, and he went to African Nations, come back, and he was like a new player. Mm. And Keogh seems to be a confident striker. He needs mm. confidence, he needs confidence. But I think that if you're looking in terms of us to get a win, you've got to be looking at Eastwood and, um, and Bothroyd up front. But I still think there's a place, in my eyes, for Keogh on the right as a right midfielder or and Kitely being pushed on the left. Or Keogh just go straight on the left and leave it. Well, yeah. I know. I think um, Kitely's both footed in. He has played on the left several times this season. I think they put the Man United lad Darren Gibson on the right for um, a game, so he can play there. And um, I think if you look on that right side, if he was to be with Foley as well, you yeah. know, Keo does defend from the front. Could be a strong side there on that, particularly on the right hand side. Easy. Whether you know, but um, Eastwood or Bothroyd. Both like to come deep, particularly Eastwood. I don't think Bothroyd's a player that's going to stay up at top and just have you know a ball smacked off his head like a Carl Court, like a Nathan Blake that we've had in the past. 
He's going to reply like Kenny Miller was, coming deep, coming to collect the ball. That's where they both like it, don't they? they exactly. Like it and... But it's it's going to it's going to click. I think. I think we've got to be patient with it. Um, they they're both the same type of striker, aren't they? Well, I think this is why we've got Elliot, isn't it? Because yeah. Elliot's that person in the box who'll just get anything. He snip. does score goals. He does. I mean, he scored a few against us, you know, in the past. Target man is what we haven't got. We've got a tall player, like we say, in Boffroyd, but... He's not that kind of striker, is he? He's not. Mm. He's I, not. I think Elliot's kind of proved at the start of the season that he can get the chances. I mean, he was a bit unlucky. He must have had several chances in Gids Norwich that time, and yeah. he didn't get it in. I think a lot of people did get a bit annoyed after a while when he had so many chances, he couldn't put it in the back of the net. But I think it kind of proves that we have got a man there who can get the chances and eventually, as you say, with patience, maybe he will pull off um, next half of the season. But I think you can agree as well with the, the victory against Barnsley. It wasn't a, a promotion-winning victory, not a performance that you can see the West Brom's or the Watford's or even the Ipswich. I mean, we struggled yeah. with a 1-1 draw against Bristol City last week. Yeah, Ipswich demolished them at home 6-0 and they had the pace and the speed that you know, a promotion-winning side needs. So there is definitely... Um, maybe we have dipped a bit, but there needs to be a resurgence of form. It needs to come back quickly enough, especially in the new year where you need to pick up the results and performances to get back up. I mean, if you look at like what Birmingham did this time last year, um, we we played Birmingham this year, time last year, and um, they were poor. Birmingham were poor. It was a one-one draw. It was a poor game actually. And I, I remember looking at this side, this Birmingham side, thinking. This is this no way is a side that's second in the table, and it seems to be like you said, long season over the season. Are the you know those one nils are they going to toll up? We know Albion have, in the past have been, you know, famous for getting the one nils. Look what they mm-hmm. did under Megson, and um, I suppose I suppose with Wolves, what we want to do is we want to know we've got a side that can go and beat anybody. We don't want to think we've got we've got to have to rely on one nils, so. Yeah, we don't want scrappy wins, do we, really? We want a, uh, a performance that shows that we can kill off three teams straight away. Yeah, I know. But it's you know, like all the Mick McCarthy's teams. They're all fighting teams, aren't they? Like, just scrappy yeah. one-nil wins. And I know it's it's not what we want to see as fans, but we might have to just accept it for a bit longer. And you know, But we've got the firepower. It's gonna, uh, as, as long as we can keep it tight at the back, which we are doing, obviously we lost you know, 3 in the trips, which, but we just keep it tight at the back, not concede... Goals, especially when we play at home, there's always goals in us. You can always see a score when we go forward. Well, well, one person we haven't mentioned who's coming back in the new year, Matt Murray. Absolutely. I mean, can you drop Hennessy? Exactly. That I is mean, a big point. He's a, a great goalkeeper, Matt Murray. I think a lot of us would agree as well that if it wasn't for his injury to start the Premiership, he probably would have got a call up for England as I, well. I, I think if he wasn't injured this season, he would have mm. been called up for England. I, drew, I truly believe that. I think Robinson. In the form that he's been in, exactly, not been the best of his career. So it's. But who do people agree with, Matt Murray or Hennessy? The big debate. I mean, I would personally go with Matt Murray. I think he's a great goalkeeper. And I think he's got the experience to still be a great leader as well with the defence at the back. Yeah. But Hennessy has proved himself this season as well. He's a tough call. Well, another player we haven't mentioned. I mean, I watched him there at Chesterfield in the League Cup last season. Carla Kimi. He seems like a natural successor to Matt Murray. Mm. His same stature. Same kind of play, great at um, claiming crosses, and um, I watched him and I thought it was like, it was like you know another version of Matt Murray, and that's three quality strikers. I remember we had Michael Oakes as well last year. Mm. We had you know we had four amazing goalkeepers. It's a shame we couldn't play more, but you know, <laughs> but um, 
you know, if if you know when um, when Matt Murray does come back, oh, it's hard. It's, it's hard tough, to say. It's, Could, call, it's it? a tough call. But I think you know if Fennis is doing well, not conceding goals, you, you, you can't drop him. Yeah, it's, it's good. I mean, is he young? He's only young as well, isn't he? Well, look at what he did at Stockport. What was it breaking the record of clean sheets? Yeah, it was so a kid level to eleven league games without a, a with a yeah. clean sheet without conceding the goal. It's a pretty good record for and a he, young keeper of his age. You know, so. well, he's he's an international goalkeeper. Let's remember this. Mm-hmm. He's, he's Wales number one. He's an international goalkeeper. So and he's earned that. Yes, he's worked hard. So. I'm a big fan of him. He's he's done really well. Yeah, he chucked in the deep end last year against Albion. <laughs> what a game to go into <laughs> is your first game <laughs> yeah I'll always remember that <laughs> oh. we'll actually be talking about the, the album game later on near the end of yeah, the show that's right, yeah. um, but all in all let's round up this the, the week's matches mixed performances by the lads and hopefully we can pick it up with the, for the big one next week but there are certainly some areas where we need to approve on again straight away and I think especially up front but if you'd have said to McCarthy at the start of the week you'll take four points and you won't concede a goal I think yeah, I think he, he would have taken take, that. He would have taken that. That well, he's actually said, hasn't he? He's come out in the press says, "I'm looking for an average of two points, two points a game overall over the season." So he's got it right. Well, that's what. If you want mm. promotion, you've got to have yeah. you've got to have that. You know, expect well, not expectation. Win your home, draw your away, isn't you there? That's it. Yeah. So well, well that's yeah, what we've done this week. This week, that's what we've done. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think we can. We can't be too disheartened about this week. I mean, not many teams are going to go down to Southampton and win. No. I don't think this year. It's a hard place to go and play. Obviously, Watford, Albion, yeah. they're pick up results down there, but the majority of teams going down down to the south coast are going to struggle. And we kept a clean sheet, and it was good. Positive results. Yeah. So in a reflection, not a bad week for Wolves. No, in hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've got your views on this, go onto the website footballfancast.com and get your views about this week's or any other Wolves matters. Now, the next point, um, something that's been in the media and the papers lately, is this possible talk of a new stadium expansion for Wolves going up to £40,000, £45,000. £40,000? It's going to be a cheap stadium. £45,000 seater stadium. But will it be relevant for a Wolves team who seems to go up and down in the league? Or will it be relevant for a team, for a stadium, which could have a potential um, ground for the 2018 World Cup if England succeed? Um, Adam, we'll start with you first. Do you think this will be good for Wolves? Um... If we get promoted, um, if we were to get promoted this season, um, we're going to start building. We look at the ground. I think we could. I think we could fill um, a stadium of thirty-two, thirty-four week in, week out. Forty thousand. Okay, fair enough. But that, that's looking at the future. We're talking about over ten years' time. You know where we're going to be. Could we be like? I know it's a massive, massive like. You know, guess, but could we be where Chelsea are? You never know. And you know, like forty thousand seat stadium, that could be the right thing. But in terms of what it could do for the city as well, Wolverhampton would be unbelievable. And I think it'd be an absolute massive, massive thing for the city and for the club as well, just to host international games again, which we did all those years back in the golden era of the fifties. It'd be a, it'd be a fantastic thing for the club. I mean, you've got some more details as well about uh, what they've said in the papers yeah. about the stadium. So if you just want to elaborate on what they've said. Well, it seems to be that the plan is that they're looking to um, put an extra tier on the south bank, an extra tier on the on the north bank, and they'll be filling in the corners. And I do now have on good um, knowledge that um, 
the steep ball stand it was actually designed for expansion and um i think that's about it but um for <laughs> <laughs> like i say um that's designed for that so the possible with the twos here is oh and um the council have also said you know they would have to apply for planning permission but they've got you know that this seems they've got no worries about that it would go through um we let we rent the um ground off the um council for a pound a year and it's uh, it's that for the next um, 120 years <laughs> that's not a bad price yeah, yeah it's all right uh, and <laughs> and so like we're actually in a fortunate position um a lot of old um the stadiums you look at liverpool they would look to expand and they're having to move surrounded by what's it like victorian terraced houses we're actually in a good position in molyneux where it is it was built on like an old an old park so there's a lot of um area around it so it, there is a lot of place to expand there so i think we're looking in terms of like a lot of grounds that are you know as old as ours the location is perfect i mean you go to all these old grounds and they're in the middle of like say housing estates aren't they? yeah but if we're gonna if, if we are gonna expand the stadium then we've got to be looking at you know we've got to be looking at staying up in the premiership mm. and obviously if you're going to build it to a forty-five thousand seat stadium you say it can be in 10 years time we've, we've got to be we've got to be you know top 10 side in the premiership i'd say so oh. well, carry on now oh, you carry on i mean it's, it's it's a good plan and obviously say for the world cup games it'd be brilliant for the city if we get close international football down here again because what we need to you know first things first i think we need to get ourselves back in the premiership and stay there Definitely. When we went there last time, we just didn't spend enough money, did we? And we were. Well, well, I think what we've got now is that because Steve Morgan's come out and said, "I'm investing this much money into this club, and this money is going into this club," I think he's come out. He's he's been honest with the fans. He, he said he's got a great working relationship with um, Jez Moxie, Mick Which McCarthy, and if we go into the Premiership, I believe we will be backed, or else he wouldn't have come out in the press and said all of this. Yeah. I, I, and you wouldn't have thought we'd have got there if we hadn't come. Exactly. So. Exactly. So, I think if I think the first and the biggest step is getting to the Premiership. And we're not a million miles away. We're we not. Got, we got to the playoffs last year. Going out, well, I still think we were the better side. Over there, of course. <laughs> of course, <laughs> we were. Of course, we were. <laughs> right. I'd have no other answer. <laughs> I mean, if we if we do attain um, Premiership status next year and we get this expansion, but you know the same old we go down again if we stay down for a few more years can we fill out that you know near 40,000 seat stadium I mean I think that's another talking point as well there's no point in having a 40,000 40, seat stadium if you can't fill it out week in week out especially if you're in the championship as well exactly I mean, look, our average attendance this year it's just over 22,000 mm. I mean with a capacity of 20, 20 28 and a half yeah I think that's right yeah, yeah. yeah. we've got it's, you know as a top top six side should be getting a few more than 22. Obviously, the away fans count as well, and they don't bring as many in the championship as well. But we've got to be looking at getting you know, 25, 26. So I think we've out, even had a sold-out crowd for a while as well, either, which is a bit boring. I mean, I remember the old matches where West Brom at home used to sell out straight away for the league match. I don't think we've had any other matches, though, apart from the West Brom. Yeah. Where it sells out. I think if we could sell out the top matches, even Bristol City, though... 26,000. They were second in the league, uh, you know, a high team in that league you should be looking at sending out those matches mm. so I think the big question as well is we need to start sending out matches as well before we even think about expanding such a big stadium but if we have the opportunity for a World Cup match which we haven't had for I mean the last one I can remember an international match was the uh, the dreaded um, I think it was England 
under seventeens against Northern Ireland, where they stopped the match for two hours before it kicked off because of the, there was a bomb scare. That's um, right. Don't I remember, remember that, yeah, and it turned out to be a cheese sandwich in the end. Bin, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember watching that on TV. Actually, it was a bit of a, a weird experience watching an empty stadium and try to wait till eleven o'clock at night <laughs> for the match to come on. <laughs> yeah, it was bizarre, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, if you if you think about it, if if I mean to fill out like Molyneux, we've got to be looking at the ticket prices as well, and. In my opinion, in some sections of the, they are quite high. Mm. It is expensive. It's expensive. But you, if you compare it to others in the same league, it is expensive. Well, yeah, I think we are. We're paying like Premiership prices. Well, mm. if oh, you look at Wigan, it's twenty quid a ticket at Wigan for Premiership that's football. That's so bad. Problem is, Wigan have got though all the teams up there. There's, there's so many bigger clubs up there, isn't there? There is. Wigan, so I don't like, think Blackburn's much. You know, more expensive. No, I, I think they're in the same boat, aren't they? Yeah. Well, there's so many clubs up there. That I mean, a ticket for Billy Wright's stand for an adult is £29, nearly £30. I oh, mean, yeah. if you go to Wembley and watch an England match, even if you're in a, a high seat, which is still going to be a good view, that's £30. So you're getting more money for value to watch an England game, in a way, than you are to watch a Wolves match. I think it's the question is getting the, the prices lowered, lowered down as well, but it's a question whether that would actually ever happen. The thing is, football nowadays, it's all money, generally. It is all about money, yeah. And... You know, we we kept the same prices as we had in the Premiership, and I don't think it, I don't think it's the prices that are doing the, you know, that is the problem for attendance. It's just the fact that people want to see us in the Premiership again. I know. I mean, when we was in the Premiership, um, sell it was set. It was yeah, it was. It was a sellout. Mm. I mean, it was even like a point system for us, like Fulham at home. <laughs> but um, but let's be honest there uh, that um. You know, if we if we want to build ourselves, and we've we've got to get at the moment, I think we're getting an average crowd of probably like twenty two, twenty four. So there's a twenty four thousand strong older Wolves fans. We've got to get sixteen thousand fans from somewhere. Where do you get them sixteen thousand? <laughs> yeah, and we have got them in the city. I mean, look how we went to you know we went to Cardiff. There was like thirty thirty three thousand mm. people. You know, and that's over a tenth of the city went to that game. And if you look at it. You know, we've got to get, like I say, we've got to get these 16,000 fans. How are we going to do it? Are we going to drop the prices? Are we going to introduce group schemes? Well, that's the long-term plan, though, isn't it? It is. For 2018, if we if we are where we want to be, top 10 Premiership side with a 40,000-seater stadium, I think we can fill it. Then we got to be a problem because it's better football, isn't it? You see better teams down there. It is. It's all, it's all good, but we need to get there first. With all due respect, I don't think we're going to see 28,000 people at a Tuesday Midnight, you know, midweek game <laughs> against Hull City. No, you know, I'd rather I'd rather be watching us against Liverpool on a Tuesday night. Absolutely, but that don't happen now more because it's Champions League, so it'd probably be a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about performance as well, you know. When the Wolves do good, the the tendencies roll out. But then when Wolves don't do good, the tendencies drop. I mean, I think you were saying about the Premiership as well. When we if we establish ourselves in the Premiership, I think we can get those tendencies on Definitely. here. But it's the case of if we go up, if we go down again and stay down. We won't be able to. I don't think we'll be able to keep that unless we drop tickets price dramatically, have special discounts for certain matches, especially the cup matches. I know we've started to do schemes for the early rounds where you know yeah. you can go for like a tenner on the day. Kids for a fiver. Yeah. They used to do kids for a quid. Exactly. They? exactly. Yeah. I think if they know matches where they're not sending out fast, maybe a couple of days beforehand, they could have you know or we you know special offer tickets are only that's so much for the matches. Yeah, I think Albion are actually um, suffering from that at the moment, aren't they? You know they. Um, you know, when they're in the Premiership, they were sold out. They've come down in the Championship for a year. There was, you know, strong attendance. I know if you look at them, 
there's more seats than fans at the moment there. Which I'm sure they won't be happy about saying, but <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I saw them in a game. It was against Cardiff, and I did not. You know, I saw about four fans. They won't be next Sunday. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I somehow think that. Um, let's go on to our next topic then, which is transfer speculation. Already, um, Steve Morgan, our new boss for Wolves, says that he's going to put money into um, the January transfer window, which I'm sure we're all pleased with. Yeah. Um, but it's the case of who we're going to buy. Now, there's already early transfer speculation. We're only in November. Talking about um, Gary McSheffrey from Birmingham for one and a half million, and also Keith Lafferty. I mean, firstly, what do you think of those guys? Um, do you think they would fit in perfectly with our our team and our system? I think McSheffrey would. I'm a I'm a big fan of McSheffrey. He's proved himself in the championship, and he's a good player. He's he's proven that he scores goals. He's quick. He's skillful, and I think he'd be a good acquisition if we get him. Yeah, he's somebody who can take a free kick, someone mm. we haven't had since um, Danny Ke- Serwin. Ketterbyer. Exactly. <laughs> Ketterbyer. <laughs> <laughs> That's back in the day. <laughs> I know we were on the, the, the brunt end of him. Was it last season when they we lost 3 2 to Birmingham? Didn't he score against us? Yeah. In the last, did, yeah, in the, in the last minute. Uh-huh. So at least we know what he's like yeah. to play against. But he could probably fit in as well on the left hand side, which we, we really need to desperately. Yeah. Find a solution on that side. We've got Jarvis, but we need you know you need more than one player, don't we? I think um first first and foremost, I think the left back certainly And the centre half. And a centre half, yeah. I mean We've got Neil Collins playing left back at the moment. I mean he's a right footed centre half and he's playing left back. I mean he's doing his job because he's scoring and us but at the end of the day we need a, a you know, an established left back. Well they're all doing their jobs because we're not conceding goals, but we do we definitely, definitely need another centre half. Bring back Mal Kamara. <laughs> <laughs> Moped. Yeah, <laughs> Moped. <laughs> oh. But um, Lafferty, he's, you know, he's a target man. Mm. So I, I don't actually know much about Lafferty, to be honest. Um, on your, in, your, in your opinion, would he, would he fit well into the wall system? From what I hear, I mean, I haven't seen this guy play, but from what I've read, he's, like I say, he's, he's, a, good, um, he's a good target man. International. And... We haven't got a target man at Wolves. Um, like we said, Boffroyd, Eastwood, you know, Elliot and Keogh, they're not target men. They're players who'll come deep. Elliot is a box player. You know, it's a bit of a variety. Is that the system we want to play then? Long balls, target man. Yeah, we don't, we got, we don't want England, Sven, era, do we really? Does well, it work, especially in the Championship when, you know, a lot of teams do that? Well, it just it gives us an option. It's an option, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, it's an option. Mm. I think second half of the pitch could work. I think if you saw the Ipswich highlights of the Ipswich Bristol City match, it's something they used very much in the second half. Long balls, fast running on to it, and just got the goals in, which could work for people like Keo and maybe Eastwood and Kitely as well. Mm. But do, as I said, do we really want to go into an England Swen era where we just you know had the ball up from the the defence, missing the midfield? Yeah, right? missing the midfield. We we do thrive and do so well on passing the ball, getting up on the wings. Especially, yeah, yeah, especially on Kylie, who's the target man every time on the wing. So maybe we do need someone on that left hand side to mix it up a bit, have a different target to go for. Because I think yeah. I think all the other teams now just know the first man they're going to have to watch is Kylie. Yeah, well, he's proven himself, hasn't he? He's mm. a dangerous player. Yeah. Well, I think if we do get left, it does give us that extra dimension, especially if we're chasing the game. Oh yeah. He's he wins headers, he's strong, and he's got goals on him, so it's, it wouldn't be a bad, wouldn't be a bad signing. Well, it, ch- it shows that Boffroyd's not a target man, because he's taking corners. Yeah. So This is actually something I wanted to go on as well. I think it was evident in um, both the Bristol and the Barnsley home games that Boffroyd is really out of position. He's taking corners, he's taking free kicks, 
a tall guy. You want, yeah, you want a tall guy in the box getting the header on. I mean, is McCarthy? Do you think this is McCarthy? I mean, is he getting the right thing here? I mean, who else could take free kicks? I mean, surely Kitely could, if he's taking corners, he could easily swing something in the box. Well, maybe the fact that you know, if Kitely's taking a, you know, a corner on the left wing, he's taking that corner. He's got to run the other side of the pitch, Mm. you know, to get to his position. People call it that name. Oh, oh yeah, but he's got to get back into position, and maybe seeing as you know, Boffroy take the corner. If that ball gets cleared, he's the last man up the pitch, so he hasn't got to track back as far. Maybe that's the thinking. Um, if it is, then that's. But still, six foot three bloke. You don't want him. It's like yeah, look at Arsenal when they had Thierry Henry, and the amount of times you hear the Arsenal fans screaming, "Get in the box!" Because mm. you know it's a quality finisher. On these kind of saying, like Peter Crouch, not going in the box for Liverpool <laughs> as well. At the same time, <laughs> yeah. um, it's early days as yet. But have, has anyone got any you know preferences for anyone who would like to sign in the January? Transfer window. I know we can focus on this in a few weeks to come when you know it all opens up. Is anyone anyone sort of? It is early days yet. Well, I know that we was linked with uh, that um, is it George McCartney, mm. but he scored the other day, so I think that's over. <laughs> um, I'd like to see. Um, I'd like to see us go for some um, youth players from from mm. the Premiership. I know Arsenal have got an abundance. I'm sure if um, Mr. Wenger knows how well we're doing in the, um, you know, trying to get promoted, he will let him, co- you know, come down. I mean, let Bentner go mm. to um, Birmingham. We had Ali Adier. Yeah, we had Ali. We did, yeah. Look yeah. how well he's doing now. Yeah, Middlesbrough yeah. so. is doing well, but I think I think that is the right option to go. Loading people on Premiership mm-hmm. sides. I mean, Potter's proven he's at Liverpool. Is yeah, you know, proven he's a good player. He's a good player. Darren Gibson, Man United. Mm. They're all good footballers you get from the top clubs. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean another player. I mean, I don't. Know, I don't know if he's how well he's playing at, at Tottenham if he's game. He's probably bringing Huddleston back. Whether or not he's get, getting enough football at Tottenham, it's an example. You know, it's definitely one. I mean, um, I'm trying to think. Well, Danny Murphy, he's playing there. I forgot he left there. <laughs> and um, Man United played Dynamo Kiev. Danny Simpson played right back. Did you watch that? Mm. Yeah, he was a good player. Yeah, I mean, well, that Johnny Evans, who we've been linked with, actually came on. So that again, that's yeah. Andy Dower. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I think as well, uh, a few past seasons ago with past managers, well, we've always gone for the experienced player. I think if everyone can remember Steve Claridge when he came <laughs> in last half of the season, I think he's definitely the youth angle. But we, we could, I mean, you could see McCarthy think having a thinking. We need an experienced player who knows, yeah, um, who what it's like to fight for promotion to go into that. There's something we've definitely got to avoid. Especially the Steve Cla- um, the Claridge incident, which I think we can all forget now. Oh yeah. Um, but I think the youth angle is definitely the the best way to go. Yeah, we've, we've got especially. some good players ourselves, haven't we? As well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got Mark Little. I don't think he did too badly last year when he came on, played right back, did alright. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did well. But like going back onto the experience, maybe we do need like an experienced striker, someone who is actually experienced. I know Boffroyd. He's gone from club to club. He hasn't stayed at a club for a while. Um, he's gone abroad. He's come back. He's been on loan. Um, Eastwood, you know, he's played lower league football. Maybe we need like an experienced player from the Premiership. But Maybe. they're all. I think they're all proved. Like Bothroyd, obviously, he's been around a bit, but he's. I think he's settled in that Wolves. Yeah. It took a long time for him to settle, but now he's in there. I think. Yeah, I think he'll be alright. And Eastwood, Eastwood, proven to score goals. I think an experienced striker maybe, you know, we, we could do without one because we've got four very very good strikers already. 
I think they need to. They definitely need to concentrate on another centre half, like you say, left back, possibly another midfielder first before you start getting more strikers down there. Well, how many strikers have Wolves had down the years? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, it, it seems like, um, well, you, Dave Jones certainly does. I mean, look what he's done at Cardiff with Hasselbank and Fell, and they are getting the goals. Yeah, However, are. now Fell is out with a hip injury. Yeah, they're seventeenth, aren't they? Eighteenth. Yeah. 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 I know, but um, first of all, Fowler can take a penalty, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> which we are, which I think is the Molyneux curse, because yeah. we cannot take a penalty. But um, I wonder if we could get Shearer out of retirement. He's, look, he's looking a <laughs> bit a, orange on Matt. What a day that would be. be. <laughs> what a day would that would be when Wall signed Alan Shearer. <laughs> I remember you were telling me a few weeks ago when we got in the Premiership, there were signs that we might have got Burkamp. Yeah, yeah. Now, that um, would have been a day for us to see Burkamp in a Wall shirt. I mean that goal he scored against us in the um, in the league. I mean that was a terrific yeah, goal. It was, it was mm. a fantastic goal. And everyone said it was a fluke, wasn't it? But no, we meant, we that. meant that. Absolutely. At the time, it was like fluke. But you know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right then, um, on to the final point of the show, which is the the big next game, which is the big rivalry, of course, Wolves West Brom at the Hawthorns. Down in um, it, it, It's it's a big six pointer, as you know. It's probably a thirty pointer to an east. <laughs> um, <laughs> What do we what, what do we think then? This I mean last last season I think we could have safely said that West Brom were in in the league apart from the time we beat them one 0 at Molyneux, they were the better side they were a bit more experienced but this time we do have the the players the knowledge the experience can we get our own back this time and pick up the win especially at Hawthorns to go to Hawthorns pick and win is a bit of an ask. I think we can. I mean obviously you take a draw. Yeah, I think you take a draw first from straight away. But I think we should, I think we can go there with confidence. Mm. Like we're in good form. We're playing we're playing pretty well at the moment. Obviously, we said before about the confidence thing, but it's the one all the players and the fans look for. Albion away, isn't it? Yeah. And Albion at home. It's the big you know. It's, it's a big rivalry, and yeah. obviously players are going to raise their game. Albion have got players like Phillips who undoubted quality mm. he's actually going to be missing for that game is it? he's injured which is a, a great relief Thank for us God because Phillips <laughs> is one of those players who when he's on form will just demolish I mean, you completely he demolish anyone yeah. he's proven it in the Premiership oh, yeah. he, was, he was one of the best players I saw down the walls when we were in the Premiership yeah. he, was a, he was a phenomenal he looked absolutely fantastic he's a good player isn't he but yeah in Albion away it's going to be it's going to be intense I think it'll be a very very good game I mean they're always good on you know, they're always good at home well, they're pretty good anyway, aren't they, in the Championship, let's be honest. Yeah. They've got a pretty good side. Yeah. But I think going down there, I think we I think we could just sneak it. But Baggies can have their off days as well. I think last season they had a bit of a poor form before the end of the season, and they've had a couple of games this season as well. Is it the hope that we can catch them on an off day, or do you think we can have the strength to catch them on a good day but still overpower them? Well, we've got, we've got, a fair, we've got 12 days. 13 mm. days till the next game, yeah. so we've got, a lot, we've got a bit of a break now, so hopefully we'll be all fresh. I mean, Keogh's got an injury, hasn't he, at the moment, but he mm. should be right for it. I mean, hopefully he'll be firing on all cylinders. They're playing Coventry tonight, I'll be out. That'll so be a big game for them as well. Hopefully yeah. Coventry can get something out of that game for us, which will be nice. Well, we, we haven't beaten them at the Orphan since you and Robert hit that hat trick. Yeah. Oh, I remember and that. I mean, I think everyone remembers that, though. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... We need to go there. We've got, I think we've got to go there, and we've got to think. Right, I'm sick of this. You beat us about twenty times last season. Mm. We've got to you are you are one. You know what I mean? We are one one, and um, that Ishmael Miller is frightening. <laughs> <good as> well. <laughs> he <laughs> looks frightening. He looks absolutely. He's got a 
a lot of goals in, to be fair. And him against um, Darren Ward and Craddock. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. But at the end of the day, I know Albion haven't got the best defence. No, and I think if Kitely mm. and he's he's going for it. Like I said before, if it all you know, if it all fits into place and mm. you know That would be the perfect time for our performances to click into place. Yes. Um against Baggies. But the oh, something I was thinking of, would you rather beat Baggies at Baggies or beat Baggies at Molyneux? At Baggies. I'd say at the Baggies. I would say at the Baggies as well. Because like, I don't know, at Molyneux there's this sense of you beat especially with all the Wolves fans. Yeah, but I mean, I think there's something especially about this season. If we could just beat them at their own ground, ground, I it think would be it fantastic. Would really, I think it would like, you know, knock their jaw out right of place mm. if we were to do that. Think, hold on, this isn't the same team that we battered last year, and could put us into the next gear as well, couldn't it? It could. I, think, I yeah. mean, it I've could kickstart the rest of our season. To be honest, well, we've not had a bad start, but if we get a really positive result at Albion, then other teams will think. Mm. Yeah, Wolves. They're not, you know, they're not that bad. <laughs> well, when we beat, uh, when we beat them with that goal by Boffroyd last season, mm. didn't we go on a we on a big run about seven games mm. unbeaten, I believe. That was our, that was our, when we won, we won seven on the road. Yeah, we five, did. Yeah, we did. We went on a great run. Maybe this will do, but but it's again, good, it's a good time as well. For me, Just I think for Christmas as well. Yeah, a lot of games over the Christmas period. That yeah. Time. I mean, for me, if we're in the top six by Christmas, we can't argue. We've got to, be, mm. you know, we've got to set ourselves a platform by Christmas, by the new year, to push on next year. And um, if we look back and look back at the year and we think, okay, we beat the Albion away, but there's other games that we we've got coming up as well. You know, there's a few more important games. If we can just get some big, big points, I know we've got Sheffield United New Year's Day. What a what a start to the. Um, that will be a big match. That would want to start to the new year that I'd be if we were to beat them. Got to go to Barnsley as well, start of December. Yeah. Mm. Tuesday nights. Not going to be easy. They're not a bad side yeah. out in Barnsley. No, no. But Barnsley actually doing quite well. I think they're eighth or ninth in the league. They well, are, they were, yeah. They were fourth at one point. Yeah, they? exactly. They had a really good start, so we've got some really tough games. Well, they're all tough in the championship, aren't they? Exactly. We've got to, as I say, like, if we get a good result against Albion, other teams are going to look at us and think, you know, they're, they are a force and mm. they've, they've, proved, they've proved it, so it's. I think we are. I think we are looked at as a force, but I don't think we've backed it up. And you know, we were the no. favorite. We are. Remember, we were the. We are the favorites. Were the favorites yeah. to go up this year, and we we sick in the table. We can't really complain, but we'd like to see us out. Exactly. I don't think there's anything we've done this season that has made us think we're going to win this league. But there's nothing. There hasn't been enough to say that we couldn't. And I think that's what the general consensus seems to be at the moment. It's like. We're all right, but we could do better. We're at a happy medium, aren't we? That's exactly yeah. it. We're grinding out results and you know, drawing away from home, winning one nil here and there. But we've got to turn them into three nil wins, three four nil wins, like I've been and what exactly they kill teams off. And they've got with our strike forces. Are, I think they they match the ones of Watford and Albion. Definitely you've got Henderson and King, and you've got Phillips and Miller, Eastwood and Buffwood. The quality. Mm. Yeah, so we've, we've just got to start scoring goals. It's just these all clicking place really, isn't it? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, exactly. Well the, well, the answer to our problems, Craddock up front. <laughs> <laughs> Simple. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, we need to be, I think it's still early days yet, but I think you were saying about um, if we're in the top six by Christmas, it will be good. But I think if you look at Cardiff last season, last Christmas, they were <laughs> yeah. high, writing out all the papers, like, could a Welsh team go in the Premiership and look yeah. laughing to them? Yeah. So it's still early days yet, but I think definitely by New Year, if we are in that playoff positions, we have really got to start thinking about. We have got to keep that. But where were we last Christmas? 
we weren't even in the playoffs. I don't think mm. we got in the playoffs till probably like the last month and a half. Well, that's the thing. We actually kind of thrive on that, don't we? When we're really doing that that poorly, and we know we need to get up. I mean, last season, we last two seasons, I think it was, we really did shoot up the table. Yeah. From I mean, Feb- Feb- February time, yeah. and we got in the playoffs. I think last season we were a bit lucky getting into the playoffs. But we just picked up form just at the right time. Yeah. I mean, people say we were lucky, but we earned it. I thought. Well, yeah. We, we, you know, we, we got some good results. We beat Albion. I thought we was so the better side uh, when we played Birmingham both times. Absolutely. I was. I remember that game on Sunday morning against Birmingham. It, and at St Andrews, <laughs> we were, I felt we was the better side. I mean, both times, and you know, they're now an established Premiership side, and. Um, so why did we? I mean, look at Preston. Everyone, you know, they battered us, didn't they, at home? But we yeah. went and won away, and look where they finished. I've been disappointed around this season. I thought they obviously they got rid of Nugent, but I thought they'd have been yeah done a bit better than they have. I'm, I'll, do you know what I think the surprise package this year will be? Um, keep an eye out for Blackpool. I don't know why. <laughs> I just got this sneaky feeling that they. I don't think they'll come up the table, but I think they'll um, have something to say in the promotion race. It What's just seems to be Bristol one. City, oh, the yeah. Bristol City have kind of proved themselves enough this season to show they could be in contention. They could be the new Fulham, couldn't they? Is it Gary Johnson who's in charge? It is, yeah. yeah. He's and he's the manager's son. Yeah. <laughs> That's where he'll forever be known as the manager's <laughs> son. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back on to West Brom then. Finally, predictions for this match. We'll start with you, Adam. What do you think the score's going to be? Oh, Ooh, it's hard one to call for Maggie's. You know what? I can't say. I'm not going to say that we're not going to win. So I'm going to go one nil, and I'm going to go my man Jody Craddock to score. <laughs> hey, <laughs> really? Two one. Two one to Wolves, of Two course. Uh, scorers for Wolves. Eastwood. Eastwood. I'm going to be the neutral and say one one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I've got. I really want us to win. But I've got a feeling it might be a draw. And I'm going to say someone. I'm going to say currently might get, pick, pick the goal in. Yeah. Thing I is, though, so. you, like I said before, it's slightly pessimistic, but you will take a draw, Albion. Yeah, I think yeah. you would. Definitely. Yeah, I think, I think where they are, where we are. Most clubs would. Yeah. I think every club in the other than the Albion would. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, well, I think that's the end of our first ever show then. Um, thank you, Adam and Vinny, for being here once again, and we'll see you guys as, as always next week. Uh, you can download the show every Monday on footballfancast.com if you want to get your opinions or views about anything to do with walls that you want to talk about or get your say here on the show and um, go to the website footballfancast.com and go on to walls and we'll see you next week check out your club's fancast at footballfancast.com real fans real opinions